Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Tony's Top Tips. So today I wanted to discuss deleveraging your portfolio over time to match in with your investment goals. Pardon me. So my investment goal is to have a portfolio that nets £10,000 net income per month. Now, that's me aim for the next three years, should I say. Um, and when I get to that point, the aim from that then is to use any additional revenue from the rents to pay down the mortgages. Um, now, the reason for this is obviously a lot of people are very highly leveraged or highly geared, as they say. Um, in the early days of investment, you might have a 75% mortgage on most of your properties. Um, and that, that's typically what everybody suggests. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, if the market rises and you gain substantial equity in the property, you should remortgage again and buy another property to improve the monthly cash flow again. But that's not necessarily always what's best. Now, it might suit somebody in the early years of investment but someone who's later on in life, let's say, for example, heading into their late 50s, early 60s, and they don't want to be taking as much risk across their financial position or portfolio, then de-risking yourself can be quite a good strategy to help with that. So what do I mean by that? So within my portfolio, the way that I've done it is, so I invest sometimes just for cash flow. Secondly, I invest for capital and cash flow, and I have... One particular property that I bought, particularly for the capital appreciation, because I really like the area that that's based. Now, when you're buying for cash flow, you always tend to find the higher risk properties, higher yielding, and they're not in the greatest of areas. When you're buying in the capital slash cash flow category, pardon me, you tend to be investing in areas where first-time buyers live, you get a good tenant demographic. Um, And the people in those areas generally aspire to own a home. Now, in the capital appreciation areas, you're tending to be buying properties where most people are already on the property market. So they're the better areas, the more residential family areas in the area. So within my portfolio, the majority of my properties fall within the middle category, so where I've invested for capital appreciation and cash flow. Because while I don't need money now because I'm already working, um, I would quite like some cash flow so that I can have some savings, maybe use that to buy another property. And everybody likes for their property prices to increase. So I I quite like the balance of the two now. I do have about four properties in my portfolio that fall into the cash flow category. Now, the reason for that is over time, I would quite like my portfolio to loan the value to decrease um and i think the main reason behind that is we don't know what's going to happen with the market long term um i think you know i would like to get to the point where let's say i'm 60 and all my properties are paid off so then i have no risk whatsoever because i would have quite a an adverse risk portfolio i would have a balance of tenant mix i would have a balance of areas um so i would be as close to no risk as possible. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be having to worry about doing mortgages every year, renewals, you know, 
all that sort of stuff. Or I wouldn't be worried about ending in negative equity. You know, there is a lot of people that I know who bought in the peak 2007, Northern Rock crash, etc., cetera, uh, and have found themselves in 30, 40, 50,000 pounds worth of negative equity because they haven't paid down their mortgages. Now, the properties that I'm buying in order to do that, so my portfolio has kind of a, there's a two-pronged attack, so to speak. So the first one is uh, leverage up as high as possible. So I look for 75% loan to value, and I buy properties that I can buy with a refinance. And they either need to be capital and cash flow or purely capital. The reason that I'm building those is we tend on average to leave no more than £10,000 in a deal on refinance. So I can afford to pick those up and I can afford to keep going and buying, renovating it, refinancing it, pulling the money back out and going again. But the second part of my strategy is it relates to having a higher cash flow each month, but it also relates to de-risking over time. And the first properties that I explained to you there, they're all bought on an interest-only basis, so they're also to help with the cash flow each month. But the properties that I'm buying in the pure cash flow section, I'm actually buying those on a repayment mortgage. Um, and the high enough yield, you know, that, that's some of them are 10, 12, 14% yields. So there's enough money in there to repay the mortgage, but also leave some cash left over. Now, there might not be three, four, five hundred pound net cash flow a month, but there might be 150, 200 pound a month. But I know that, let's say, because I've got two portfolios, that particular portfolio, I know that a quarter of my properties are on repayment. And it might be that, like I say, if the capital appreciates on them, I might refinance those, pull the money out and go again. But I quite like the idea that I know I've got some properties that going forward, I am building some equity in. Um, and that meant that at the end of year one for investing for me, my position was I was at 63% loan to value, which is quite a comfortable position to be in. Um, you know, we had a couple of properties still to remortgage at that stage. Um, and we could go again, we'll buy more on that. And no doubt that loan to value will be pushed up. So the aim is about maximizing my loan to value at the moment on one side of the portfolio, but paying it down on the other side where I've got the high yield and slightly higher risk properties. So that's led us to today. I'm picking the keys up for two flats that I've bought. So I'll explain what they are. Now, most high cash flow properties are in bad areas. You might have heard me episode, you can't polish a turd. Well, these are not in an area where they would be classed as a turd. They're in quite a nice residential area. They're just not the nicest looking council block or ex-council block of flats. So I've picked them up. I've paid just short of 40,000 for each of them. They need no work and they're going to let for about 450 a month. And via my agency, we already have quite a few people lined up to view because there's a massive shortage of one-bedroom properties in the northeast to start with. Um, like I say, we do, we'll have a higher turnover on those in terms of tenant numbers, but you know they're going to stack up all day long at £450 a month. We're going to be getting 5400 a year on it. 38 or 39,000 pound purchase price. So exceptional returns. Um, and again, if the market rises and they end up worth 60,000, 70,000, then I've got the option to refinance them on interest only if I want. But at the moment, I'm going to keep paying those ones down with me cheaper properties at the bottom end. Now, those ones I'm actually paying off tend to be 60,000 or less. The ones that I'm, like I said, looking to keep would be maybe anywhere between 60 and 120,000. I tend not to invest over 120,000 because I just don't think your money works from a cash flow point as well. 
is in the other price brackets. Um, let me know. I'm interested in hearing what your strategy is for de-risking over time. Are you on repayment? Do you have some on repayment? Do you have some that you paid cash? Um, I'm very interested to hear how others are approaching this. Again, we're all learning. We're all on the same journey. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and have yourselves a great day. Bye. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.